You are listening to the podcast for learning the language of A Course in Miracles so you can understand the meaning, embody the message, and live the teachings as a way of life. Welcome to episode 20 of this podcast. I'm your host, Reverend Jennifer McSween, creator of this podcast, and the Course in Miracles practice coach for taking those who are studying the course from inspiration to application. On this week's episode, I'm talking about another term that's unique and central to the teachings of A Course in Miracles, the Holy Encounter. The Holy Encounter is, is not a term that is often used in the Course, but the concept, the idea or theory behind it is present throughout the Course because it's directly related to and connected with the Holy Instant, the holy relationship, and forgiveness, which the Course teaches, which is the central teaching of the Course, and which the Course teaches is the means to miracles. In last week's episode, titled The Holy Instant, I said that the holy instant was the birthplace of miracles. So a good way to understand the connection and the relation between the holy instant and the holy encounter would be to look at it this way, that if the holy instant is the birthplace of miracles, a holy encounter can be seen as the place in which the holy instant is conceived. So what is a holy encounter and what is it supposed to do? Well, a holy encounter can be defined as any encounter with another and by encounter in this case, means any kind of interaction or communication with another. So it could be a telephone conversation, it could be an in-person face-to-face encounter with such as a checkout person at a grocery store or salesperson at a clothing or department store, a waiter at a restaurant, anyone who serves you in the role of a service provider for that matter. We may not actually meet that other person, but our cars can meet on the road, you know, in a maybe a little fender bender or perhaps a greater accident. Or maybe is that, you know, that glance that you shoot at that person driving alongside you if they don't seem to be driving right. <laughs> That's an encounter in itself. An encounter can also be with those we meet, quote-unquote, on television or in the news. You hear something, you see someone, and you have an encounter with them in your mind as to what you're thinking and what you're feeling. The, an encounter can also be with those at work. Those are real encounters. <laughs> you know, you encounter people at work all the time and you have these interactions with them. Or also with those in our personal lives to whom either we're related or with whom we have some kind of ongoing relationship. An encounter could also be something brief where you briefly encounter another and then go your separate ways. You can accidentally bump into someone. You may cross paths and briefly make eye contact. Or someone may simply cross your mind. That is also an encounter even if it's not in a physical form. The specific form of the encounter or the person with whom you have the encounter is not what matters. What matters is the way you perceive them 
or what makes it an encounter, I should say, is the way you perceive them, the way you think about them, and the way you treat them. This is what defines the nature of any encounter. And most of our encounters here can be described or defined as unholy, quote unquote, because everything and everyone we see and encounter here in the world is seen from the belief that we're separate and different. Regardless of the form of the encounter, what would make it holy is if during that encounter, you recognize that perceiving another as different or separate from you in any real way is nothing but your projection of your thoughts of separation. And you become willing to choose the other thought system, which is the Holy Spirit's thought system. And as a result, you find yourself releasing or letting go of your thoughts of judgment because you realize that they're not objective, but the projections of your own thoughts. This, by the way, is the essence or content of forgiveness. Seeing or looking past the appearance or the illusory separated form of the personal thing that appears before you and recognizing or remembering the truth about what it really is or the truth about what is really taking place. So a significant, if not the most significant and clear passage in the course about the holy encounter as it relates to forgiveness along with the purpose and the power of the holy encounter is the one I'm about to share. This is also a passage with which most of us course students are very familiar, yet we often misunderstand and literally miss the powerful teaching of this passage. And it says, it goes like this. It says, when you meet anyone, remember it's a holy encounter. As you see him, you will see yourself. As you treat him, you will see yourself. As you think of him, you will think of yourself. Never forget this, for in him you will either find yourself or lose yourself. Whenever two sons of God meet, they are given another chance at salvation. Do not leave anyone without giving salvation to him and receiving it yourself. The key to understanding this passage rests on remembering two principles that are central to A Course in Miracles. One is ideas leave not their source, and the other is projection makes perception. Another phrase or expression or line in the course with which just about every course student is familiar. Now, a practical way to look at this is that everything happens in the mind and that everything you see and encounter in any form will be seen and encountered according to the way you see it in your mind. The course's premise or idea behind this passage that makes a holy encounter, as I've described it in the title, the key to recognizing all oneness, is the course's idea that the belief in guilt that is in our mind, which stems from the belief in separation, gets projected out, and we see it in different forms, both in our bodies and in the bodies of others outside us. What we don't realize is that the way we perceive those who appear to be outside us is the same way we secretly or unconsciously perceive ourselves. 
The belief in guilt is really the belief that we have done something wrong, which is why we're here. And that something, we believe, has cost us our worthiness, our power, and our unified strength as one self, because we really see and believe we're separated and we see each other as separated selves. The course also, that premise of the course also says that everyone is therefore looking for the worthiness and the power and that strength we think we have lost. We'll keep looking to regain our whole worthy, powerful self. The goal or of the curriculum of while we're here, so to speak, with the course as our text, is to know thyself, to help us find ourselves, that self we think we've lost. And the goal is, the curriculum is to help us do so regardless of which teacher or thought system we choose. This is what the course wants us to learn. And by learning, learning refers to everything that we seem to do, experience, or encounter in any form and in all areas of our lives. The encounter, every encounter with each other that is referred to in the passage I just shared is an opportunity for us to learn, quote unquote, or recognize or find the worthy, powerful, whole self we believe we have lost. So this passage is reminding us of the purpose of every encounter and how to go about letting it be a holy encounter and in so doing, find the self that we're seeking. Keep in mind that letting an encounter become a holy encounter is not about denying or trying to disguise what you see or the form of what is taking place. For example, the checkout person or sales clerk or waiter might very well be behaving in a rude or arrogant manner. And your coworker or boss might very well be dismissive or demanding. And friends and you know loved ones they, they very well may do things or behave, might be behaving, saying and acting in unloving ways or doing unloving things and or treat you in ways that seem to lack regard for your feelings. You're not to deny that. What is that? You're not to deny any of it that, of what is happening or what is being said or done. To let that be a holy encounter would be for you to notice that you're either judging the person for their behavior or actions, or finding yourself feeling unfairly treated, attacked, or affected in some way or any way by their words or actions. And recognizing that what you're feeling and thinking is the projection of your own thoughts of guilt, and not caused by the words, actions, or behavior of the other, in spite of the fact that they may be very well behaving or they are behaving unlovingly. The point is that you become aware that your thoughts of judgment and feelings of persecution are the result of your entertaining the ego's thought system and that it naturally will be projected outwards in different discordant and oppressing forms. And as long as you continue to do so, to hold, entertain the ego's thought system, you will see, feel, and experience yourself as unworthy and victimized, and it will show up in the body of other people and in your relationships in a variety of forms. The passage reminds us that every encounter 
then really presents an opportunity to recognize and remember the truth of what is taking place in every encounter, which basically is also in every moment. And that the way we see, treat, and think about any other is the same way we see, treat, and think about ourselves. So we can now choose to entertain the Holy Spirit's thought system. And when we do so, we release thoughts of guilt and judgment that we projected onto the other with whom we're having the encounter. And as a result, we release the thoughts of guilt and judgment we are holding towards ourselves. Or I should say projecting towards ourselves. What we do then is, as it says towards the end of the passage, we accept another chance at salvation, which simply means saving ourselves from our own damnation, so to speak, the damnation of the thoughts, the guilt and judgment we project on ourselves. And as a result of giving, we do so, when we do that, when we accept that chance at salvation, saving ourselves from damnation, by releasing the thoughts of judgment we had projected towards another, we also release the thoughts of judgment we projected against ourselves, and as a result of giving salvation to another, we also give salvation to ourselves. Now, every encounter with anyone, regardless of how brief or how seemingly insignificant it may seem, can become a holy encounter, providing us again with yet another opportunity to recognize and remember and release the guilt that causes us to experience ourselves and each other as separated, unworthy, guilty individual selves. We then recognize or recognize, remember, and experience the truth that we are and share one whole self. We are one self and we have never separated. So that's it for this week's episode of Understanding the Language of A Course in Miracles. If you enjoy this episode or found it helpful, please share it with just one person. Leave me a review on iTunes so that others can hear about it, enjoy it, and find also find it helpful. And subscribe so you don't miss another episode. Have a great week and see you on the podcast next Wednesday.